Hallelujah. Brother Franklin, God bless you. Hallelujah. Hope you can hear me clearly, please. Okay. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. Let us pray. Our Father, we are grateful to you once again. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. Oh, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for making it possible for us to be in your presence once again. Jehovah, we thank you. Jehovah, we appreciate you. Jehovah, we bless your name, O oh Lord. Father, come and speak to us. Father, we want to hear your word, your word of salvation. We want to hear your word, your word of deliverance, your word of healing, your word that set the captive free. Father, we want to hear your word. Speak to us, almighty God. We give you all the glory. Thank you, Almighty Father. Bless us with your word today. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our God is good. Amen. We thank God for this opportunity to share the word as led by the Spirit of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, this morning, I will be sharing briefly on what I titled the love of God. The love of God. Our God is love. Amen. The love of God. The word, the love of God, is a very, very broad, a broad topic. In fact, the entire scriptures, the entire Bible is, talks about it. The entire scriptures is based on the love of God. Praise the Lord. I, the Lord prompted me because at this time, to so many people, it is difficult for them to understand that in this present situation and circumstances, that God still loves them. There are a lot of questions going on in, the, in so many people's mind. If God loves me, why am I going through this? If God is for me, why are so many things against me? Praise the Lord. But I want to assure you that God still loves you. In fact, he loves you more than you think. He loves you more than you can imagine. I was asking God some clarity for some clarity. I was praying. I was asking God, Oh Lord, what is this? How is that going to be? How am I going to go through this? What do you want me to do? I started praying. Even in my sleep, I will be praying. Lord, I'm expecting you to talk to me. I'm expecting you, I'm expecting to hear from you. 
but he only revealed one thing to me, and that is his love for me. Praise the Lord. And immediately I understood clearly what God is trying to say, that my love for you surpass all this your question. All this your question, all this your anxiety, I want to know this, I want to know that. My love for you surpass them all. And when I woke up that morning, I was so happy. I said, you know, if there's anybody that is trying to get something for me that day, he would have gotten double. Because I was so happy, I was so full of joy, that yes, my God has declared to me that he loves me. And that settles everything that was going on in my mind. Praise the Lord. When I was thinking, saying, Lord, what do you want me to share? He pointed me, tell my people how much I love them. That even in whatever situation you find yourself, in whatever you are going through, the love of God is still with you there. Praise the Lord. The love of God is still with you there. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Our first text will be from Romans chapter, Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Romans 8, 35. Praise the Lord. I don't know how this is, how you are seeing this on your screen. Are you able to see what I'm sharing? Oh. Yes, Pastor. Oh. Okay, praise the Lord. Romans 8 from 35 to 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness, or peril, or sword, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are, we are more than conqueror through him that love us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creatures shall be able to separate us from the love which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What is able to separate us from the love of Christ? What is able to separate us from the love of Christ? I will also read the next text that is in Ephesians. That's in Ephesians chapter 3 from 17 to 19. That Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, that ye be rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, 
that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Praise the Lord. Then Genesis chapter 3, verse 22 to 23. Genesis chapter 3, verse 22 to 23. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand, and take also the tree of life, and eat, and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from where he was taken. Praise the Lord. Paul made a conclusion. And Paul you know, made this so clear in verse 13, in, 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 in verse uh, 38 of Romans chapter 8, that I am persuaded, that is to say, I have considered so many things and have come to the conclusion that nothing can separate me from the love of Christ. Nothing can separate me from the love of Christ. When I was reading this, the Lord made me to understand. The Lord made me to understand that it is because of Paul's understanding. You see, if we understand Paul's life very well, Paul has been a lawyer, that is, a well-read person of the law. That is the Torah. He is well versed. He knows the Torah very, very well. He knows the scriptures very, very well. That was why when he encountered Jesus, because before he encountered Jesus, he did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. He knows that the Messiah will definitely come. The scripture already spoke about the Messiah. In the scripture, he already understand that the Messiah is going to come, but he did not believe. The only question he had before he met Jesus was he did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. Immediately, Jesus encountered him. All those doubts, all those wrong zeal, they all diminished they all went away from him because he met when he met Jesus that was when he know when he realized the truth that the Jesus he was persecuting is the messiah that is why he he made the statement lord what do you have me to do he did not need to question for that he already knows everything about the messiah as written in the scriptures, he now said, Lord, what do you have me to do? And immediately, and immediately, he went into the service of the Lord. Praise the Lord. When he made measure here in verse 38, that I am persuaded, it means that put together all the knowledge he has gathered in the scripture, and the experience he has had in the law, 
that there is nothing that is able to separate me from the love of Christ. That is to say, I want you to listen very well. That is to say, there is nothing that is able to surpass what the love of God can offer to me. That is to say, nothing is able to offer. Nothing is able to offer to the extent of what the love of God will give to me. Praise the Lord. Sometimes when we are looking for job, we consider the offer. And so many of us will go for the highest bidder. We go for the highest bidder. We go for the one whose pay package is better. Praise the Lord. And as we begin to change, as we begin to look at, say, no, this is better than this, I go for this, this is better than this, I go for that. That is exactly the kind of consideration that, uh, uh, that uh, Paul made and he was able to come to a conclusion. There is nothing, there is nothing that is able to give me what the love of Christ can give to me. There is nothing. Praise the Lord. And he now began to look at those things that might make me to deny the love of Christ. And he made mention of them as it is written here in verse 38. Say none of them is able to measure up with what the love of Christ can give to me. Praise the Lord. Let somebody shout hallelujah. As impressed on me in my heart to talk about the love of God, this is, this is a very broad topic, like I said before. In fact, this is what the entire Bible is all about. The aspect I just want to talk about is that in our trouble, God loves us. It takes a man who walks in the spirit to understand the love. So many of us today, the reason why we can be easily swept, we can be easily dissuaded, is because our knowledge of what the love of God is, is limited. It is because we don't have the depth. So many people, they look at the love of God for, for a man who is ready to suffer for a man who is ready to take pain. And because of that, that is the only thing they see. So they cannot suffer, they cannot take pain, so they deny the love of, the love of God. But if you, if you walk in the spirit, if you walk in the spirit, if you walk in obedience, you will be able to understand that this love of God is more than all this. The love of God is what the love of God can offer. Praise the Lord. Is what it can offer. It is not pain that it offers. It is not, it is not you know, uh, suffering that the word of God, the love of God offers. 
it offers something far beyond what any other thing can give. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Amen. To know, to know it and cannot be compared to anything, both on earth and in heaven. In other words, the love of Christ can offer far above what any other thing can offer. Nothing can be compared to the love of Christ. Let somebody shout hallelujah. I will just go through some facts about the love of God. It is not, it is inexhaustive, but in the context of what we are discussing, I would just want to mention some facts about the love of God. Praise the Lord. The first one is, it is great and cannot be completely comprehended by us. The love of God is great. It cannot be completely comprehended by us. That is why so many of us gives it so many definitions. So many definitions. Praise the Lord. We give so many definitions to the love of God because we cannot comprehend it. Amen. In Psalm 108, Psalm 108, in Psalm 108, verse 4, Psalm 108, verse 4, amen. For your unfailing love is higher than the heaven. Your faithfulness reaches to the cloud. You see, because this love is so big, you can imagine something that is higher than the heaven. From the earth is higher than the heavens. So it's so big. And look at us. How much are we to be able to be able to comprehend what is higher than the heavens? And that is why we, so, we often give it different definition. We often want to stay with the path the love is showing to us. But I want you to understand, the love of God is great and higher than the heaven. So if you understand, we give glory to God. But if you don't understand what is happening, don't see it as if God does not love you. It is because your understanding about his love is limited. Go to him like a baby whose toy is destroyed and want his father to fix it or to buy another one. It is the decision of the father to see whether he can fix the toy or what is required is to buy another one. Praise the Lord. That is what God is expecting from us not to allow the enemy to begin to sing a different tune onto our ears. Don't you see? He does not love you. Like Eve was deceived. Don't you see? He doesn't want you to be like him. Don't you see? And what gives room to all this is because we are not in the right perspective of the love God has for us. Praise the Lord. Even in wrath, even in the wrath of God, the one we call the wrath of God, 
there is an expression of love, even in his wrath. That is to say, clearly defined, God was not happy with the situation. But if you look deep as the Lord gives you clarity, you will understand that even in God's judgment, there is love. Praise the Lord. Let us go to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3, verse 21 to 23. Also for Adam, his wife, the Lord God made tunic of skin and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. What is the love there in his in his judgment, what is the law of here? As I can see, he made a tuning to cover their nakedness, first of all. Secondly, he makes sure they did not become the devil himself. Because if man has eaten from that fruit, the fruit of the, 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 the fruit of life they would have just been like the devil and there wouldn't have been a redemption for them. So he pushed us out of the garden, if not only completely because he was angry with us, he put us out of the garden so that there would be an amendment which he has already planned in Jesus that if these people eat this fruit and live forever, they are just going to be like another devil. So he made a provision. It is his provision that he had made that made him to say, leave this garden. The reason is for us not to pick that fruit that would have made us to live forever like the devil. What I'm trying to say, in God's judgment, let us say we did something and God's judgment is upon us. If you look very well, you will see his love inside that judgment. Let somebody shout hallelujah. In the case of David, David in 2 Samuel chapter 12, David killed Uriah and married Bathsheba. And they gave birth to a son. And Nathan the prophet came to David to tell David, David, this is what you have done. In that sense, David fell flat before the Lord and began to start the Lord. Lord, I have done treacherously against you. Right there, right there, right there, right there, praise the Lord. Right there, right there, in verse 12. In verse 12, 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel, chapter 12, verse 13. But I will start from verse 12. He says, for you did it secretly, but I do this thing before 
but I will do these things before all Israel, before the sun. Praise the Lord. So David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, the Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. Praise the Lord. You can see, even before the judgment was pronounced, the Lord has told, the Lord has put away his sin. Even before the judgment was pronounced, what is responsible for that is the love of God. The love, it is the love of God that is responsible that made God to push away the sin first before he judged David. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. So before he judged David, he pushed away the sin. He pushed away the sin so that we can be judged in his love. So in the love of God, I want you to understand that even in his judgment, the love of God is there. Praise the Lord. If you look at around you, for those of us that might be passing some, some difficult times, for those of us that might be passing things that are a bit rough, amen, we have to understand that if we look closely, look closely, we will see that our God is good. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. The second thing I want to talk about, the, uh, about the, the love of God, is we conquer by his love. That is to say, whatever battle that you face, by the love of God, you conquer. That is why the scripture says in Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. Yet in all this trouble, yet in all this darkness, yet in all these perils, we are what? We are more than conquerors because God loves us. Praise the Lord. Amen. This love can only be understood by those who walk in the spirit, by those who walk in the spirit, those who walk in the obedience of the word of God. They are the only people that can understand the love of God. Any outsider will not be able to understand because they are spiritual things. That is why when you begin to, when you begin to see as if God does no longer love you, then it is an indicator that you too, you are beginning to leave the faith. It is an indicator that you are far away from God. Praise the Lord. Because if you are close to God, like Job, you will understand that the love of God is more than what any man can imagine. If you are close to God, you will know that God loves us. It is only the spiritual, the spirited mind 
that is able to love, that is able to understand the love of God. In Acts chapter 9, Acts chapter 9, verse 31. Acts chapter 9, verse 31. Then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, Samaria, had peace and were edified, and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. Because they walked in the fear of the Lord, they had the comfort of the love of God. Because they walk in the fear of the Lord. That is what it means to walk in the spirit. Walking in the fear of the Lord. Walking in the fear of the Lord. Praise the Lord. In Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do walk according to, who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit, praise the Lord. When you walk in the Spirit, you'll be able to understand the love of God. The life of Paul, you could discover that the Paul keep pressing. He keep pressing, he keep pressing, he keep forgetting the things that are behind, reaching for the things that are before. That is the life of Paul. It is because he is always in the spirit. Praise the Lord. It is because he is always in the spirit. So the love of God is so clear to him that the love of God does not depend on the amount of material things that you have now. That the love of God does not depend on, on, on your bank account. Praise the Lord. That the love of God is far, far more than that. I was caught back when I read the when I read about Paul ordeal in Jerusalem. When he was in chain, he was moved from one garrison to another. He was he was he was ridiculed. He was going through so many pains. And that same night, that same night. Jesus visited Paul and said, as you have testified for me here in Jerusalem, that is to say, as you have been punished here in Jerusalem, as with all this pain you have taken in Jerusalem, you will stand also like this to testify for me in Rome. I was caught aback. That is to say, Paul was reasoning with Jesus. Jesus also knows that Paul understands that all this pain and all that we are going through is nothing compared to the glory that is waiting for us. So Paul was able to understand and Paul was, Jesus came to Paul you know, by, 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 physical, by physical interpretation, this, your punishment is not enough. You are going to be punished more when you get to Rome. That is the message physically that Jesus brought to Paul while he was in chain 
in Jerusalem. But spiritually, he telling Paul that there is more crown for you to attain. There is more crown for you to attain. There is more crown for you to contest. There is a bigger one in Rome, which I am going to send you to because I can see that you are ready. That is the spiritual message. Praise the Lord. So when you walk in the spirit, you are able to understand the love of God. Things that does not matter, they will not be able to move you. Praise the Lord. Amen. As a result of the love of God, we possess the right to be the sons of God. We possess the right to be the sons of God. That is one area that so many of us are very, very far. You know, we are sons of God. We are not ordinary men. By the love of Jesus upon us, we are sons of God. We are sons of God. Let us have that in our consciousness. Even in our unconsciousness, that I am a child of God. The devil can say anything he likes. But the fact is that you and I, we are children of God. Because of what? Because of the love that God has shown on us. Praise the Lord. Amen. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 2. Galatians 3, verse 2. Amen. In Galatians 3, verse 2. For you are all sons of God, through faith in Jesus Christ. For you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter 4, verse 7. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then heir of God. Praise the Lord. That is to say, if you are the son that you are, you are a heir to God himself. You are a heir to God himself. I'm very sure if this understanding is in you, no matter what you are going through, you will not see yourself as down. You will not see yourself as being down because you are a heir to the king of kings. You are a heir to the the one who makes the heaven and the earth, that is who you are. So nothing will depress you. Nothing will, fail, will make you feel that you have failed or you are not wanted. Because the God of heaven and earth, you are a heir to him. That is to say, you you, you you have the right to his inheritance. Praise the Lord. That is who you are. Let somebody shout hallelujah. 
Amen. Amen. This love of God can be assessed by all. For as long as you want the love, it can be assessed. That is why the Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 5, Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. Praise the Lord. The love of God has been poured out into onto our hearts. The Holy Spirit has explained, has made us to understand the love of God. The Holy Spirit has made us to understand the love of God. The love of God has been poured into our spirit. That is why the only spirited man will understand this love. Amen. The Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love towards us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Even if you call yourself a sinner, you can assess this love. Praise the Lord. Because while we are yet sinner, Christ died for us. Praise the Lord. His love is to a thousand generations that love him. That is to say, whatever love you demonstrate to him now, whatever obedience you demonstrate to him, he can replicate that love up to a thousand generations if Christ tarries because of your single action. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The whole Middle East is struggling to say today, who is actually the son of Abraham? In fact, the only uniting factor in the Middle East today is that you call them the children of Abraham. Every other uniting factor failed. Every other ally failed. But because God gave the wisdom to say, okay, why should we be fighting ourselves if we all are truly the children of one father, Abraham? The moment that statement landed, almost 13 countries embraced it. Because nobody wants to say, I'm not a child of Abraham. Nobody. Because of what? Because of the, what Abraham demonstrated. What Abraham demonstrated. And God called him his friend. Praise the Lord. What I'm trying to say here is that God, this love can be transferred to a thousand generations if you actually assess it and make good use of it. Amen. In Psalm 100 verse 5, for the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. I've been trying to make us understand by the special grace of God, that our God is love. And in everything our God does, his love is always there. Because if you say God is love, that means you cannot separate love from him. 
So in everything, even the hand of God, if you feel that the hand of God is upon you, just look closely. You will see that the love is there. Amen. There are so many men in the scriptures that passed through some thick and thin. But at the beginning of their journey, they will say, like so many of us today, why, if God is for us, why is everything turning against us? They will say so. But we were, we are able to see because we are the generation that the scriptures was written for. Now we are able to understand. Even that, even that situation, when Joseph was thrown in the pits and later removed to be sold to slavery, and then Joseph would be saying, oh Lord, why have you treated me like this? You said I would be so great. So is this your greatness you have planned for me? He must have asked that question. But we can see, even in throwing him into the pit, the love of God was there. They did not throw him into the well that has water. Probably he would have been drowned. But they threw him in the one that has no water. And the hand that threw him there also brought him out. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe he will not have been able to leave that place because the well is so deep. They threw him there and brought him out, and they sold him to slavery. And they took him to Potiphar's house, where God decided to bless Potiphar because of Joseph. Praise the Lord. There are some people that will work with you, that you will employ in your organization. And because of them, God will begin to bless you. I pray for someone here today. You will encounter such in the name of Jesus. The Lord will bring people to you and you will employ them. And as a result, you will be blessed like Joseph caused the blessing of Potiphar's house. Let somebody shout hallelujah. When Joseph was in Potiphar's house, he would have said, oh, probably this is how I'm going to, you know, I'm talking from Genesis chapter 39. Genesis chapter 39, verse 3 and 4. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand, and Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer over his house, and all that he has been put into his hand, praise the Lord. And Joseph's master took him and put him in the prison. Okay, this is in Genesis chapter 39, verse 20 to 21. Joseph would have, well, Joseph, that was thinking, oh, since I'm now into slavery, since I've been sold into slavery, that's the end of this equation. I think God does not love me. But he found himself in the house of Potiphar, and he discovered that more than what he would have been in his father's house, Potiphar made him to be ruler over his house. Praise the Lord. 
Then God did not stop there. He later moved into the prison, like, like we read in Genesis 20, uh, 39, 20 to 21, because God has not stopped yet. Praise the Lord. What I'm trying to say here is that probably what you are going through is because God has not stopped with you yet. He would have left you there to be, you know, like, uh, like, uh, like Joseph in Potiphar's house. But you know, the house of Pharaoh to become a minister is a place higher than the kind of service that Joseph was having in Potiphar's house. But Joseph needed to go down again. Needed to go down again. But even in the prison, in Genesis 39, you will see that even Joseph, also the grace of God was with him in the prison. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Look at the life of Jacob also. Jacob was running away was running away because he has done something that he feels is terrible, that warrant death penalty from his brother. Praise the Lord. He was running away. He was running away. In Genesis 28, he was running away. When the evening came, he wanted to rest. He camped in a place called Bethel, he comes in a place called Bethel in Genesis 28, verse 10 to 22. I will read from 12 to 15. And he dreamt, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angel of God ascending and descending on it. In verse 13. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father and the God of Israel. The land where thou liest, to this I will give to you, to thy seed, and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south, and in thee, and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Praise the Lord. This is a man who is running away. Who is running for, for his life. Not knowing that even as he's running, the love of God is following him. The love of God is following him. Praise the Lord. I can remember a time when my business failed to the extent I was so much in the depths. And as I was praying, Lord, you know I'm a pastor. When my debtors begin to come and begin to ask me their money, if I am not able to give to them, they are going to call me a fake pastor. They are going to call and say, I'm a fraud, I'm not a pastor. Lord, what are you going to do? Help me. Right there, right there, he spoke to me. He said, Franklin, you have been staying in a rented apartment, 
But now I want to move you to your own house. What I asked, what he answered me was different. I understood it, that Frank, look beyond that. I have moved ahead of you. Like he's telling you today, that situation that surrounds you, that makes you feel unwanted, look beyond it because God has gone ahead of you. And what he said, he said, your expectation shall not be cut short. Praise the Lord. What I'm trying to say here is that the love of God, the love of God is always with you. No matter how you take it or how you look at it, the love of God is always with you. Don't say because you are finding it a bit difficult. Like so many men in the Bible, like I told you, they found it also difficult. It was not a bed of roses, but at the end of it, they had the cause to glorify God. I remember Joseph saying that you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Praise the Lord. We can say that to our situation if we hold on to the love of God. If we don't allow what is happening to us to snatch the love of God away from us, we will definitely say, like Joseph, the enemy came like a flood. The Lord raised the standard. The enemy meant it for good. But the enemy meant it for evil, but the Lord turned it for good. If we don't allow the love of God to be snatched away, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In conclusion, in conclusion, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Time will, time will not permit me to mention so many, but I will also mention a few. The life of the life of Daniel in the in, in the lion's den. I'm very sure none of us will want to taste that kind of life. Huh? None of us will want to go into this lion's den to go and prove our faith. Praise the Lord. But we can imagine Daniel was thrown into that. And the love of God. It was still with him. I know your situation is not as bad as that of a man that is vehemently thrown into the mouth of a lion. It's not that the lion has to pursue. They threw him, you know, to the reach of his mouth. He does not even need to use his fingers. I'm very sure your situation is not as worse as this. But I want to tell you, no matter how deep your situation is, just look around. Just look unto heaven. Just open your heart. You will see the love of God. You will see the love of God. The children of Israel were in the desert. A rock was following them. They didn't know who that rock is. They didn't know who that rock is. But the rock was everything. At the time they needed water, the rock produced water. At the time they needed defense, the rock was their defense. Why? Because that rock is the love 
of God. Look around. That is what God is saying this hour. Look around. You would look around, open your heart. Let your spirit be, be, be let your spirit be liberated, and you will see that love. And you will know that more than the lies the enemy is telling you, God loves you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, they did not see what God was doing until they found themselves in the fire. A man of God was saying that he was talking about the remnants, was talking about the remnant of Israel. And he was saying so many great things about them. Praise the Lord. And I was wondering, why is this man making so much emphasis on the remnant? Because it is by the remnant that Israel was built again. Praise the Lord. That Israel was built again. What I'm trying to say is, just look around. He is with you there. He is with you there. Praise the Lord. Ruth followed the, 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 the mother-in-law. I'm very sure Ruth would not have dreamt that he would become the grandmother of our Savior. He would not have dreamt. But all Ruth would have said, oh, I lost my husband. Everything is gone. But we can see of a truth that the later days of Ruth was better than her former. She became an estate owner. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. If Paul and Silas have not been thrown into the prison, I'm very sure they would not have seen that angel. They would not have seen the angel that came into the prison and shook the prison to the foundation. Praise the Lord. In Acts chapter 16, in Acts chapter 16, from... Uh, 25 to 29. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoner heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison were shaking. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone bound were loose. And the keeper of the prison, awakened out of his sleep and seeing the prison door open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoner has been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. These were men before then, that were, that were prisoners. They, let, they, they became the lord of the prisoner, uh, ruler, immediately. Praise the Lord. What I'm saying is, this kind of experience they would not have known if they did not see that the love of God is able to also locate them even in the prison. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Like I said earlier, nothing should be able 
to deny us of the love of Christ. Amen. The reason because he can offer far more than whatever anything can offer. Amen. It can also give us, like the Bible says, everything work together for good. Work together for good to them that what? That believe in God. In Romans chapter 8, 28 to 29. The love of God will make everything to work for your good. Even that situation will work for your good. Praise the Lord. So my conclusion is going to be that please walk in the spirit and you will see the love of God. And you will not want to go back again. And you'll be able to say like Paul, what can what can deny me? What can deny me of the love of Christ? Let somebody shout hallelujah. You are going to pray. You will talk to God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Your word says, talks about the bread in Ephesians chapter 3, 17. It talks about in 3, 18 may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the height and the, and the depth of your love. I want you to talk to God. Father, give me the understanding of your love to be able to comprehend it so that situations around me will no longer be bubbling my mind. I will know for a sure that your love is with me. Begin to talk to God. My Father, my Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Give me the understanding. Give me more understanding of your love. I want to know your love. I want to know it more and more. I want to know it more and more. Paul was able to describe your love to the extent he says nothing, nothing is able to snatch me away from your love. Father, Lord, I want to thank you for your word you have sent. I pray in the name of Jesus that your word, almighty God, will not go back to you void. It will do what you have sent the world to do at this time. Blessed be your name. Let there be impartation of your word. Let there be performance of your word in our life today. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Over to you, Pastor.